John the Baptist and the Sacred Heart, a teaching by Lourdes Pinto to the Love Crucified community on June 23, 2022. Tonight's teaching is a union of St. John the Baptist with true devotion to the Sacred Heart. I just want all of you to know, as I start this teaching tonight, that in our new book, God's Hidden Victim Souls, His Army for the Great Battle That Has Begun, the Sacred Heart is mentioned 81 times. As I was preparing this teaching for you tonight, and I was doing that search and and reading each message with the Sacred Heart. I was really consumed in the fire of the Sacred Heart and in gratitude for the gift, the treasure that God has truly given us to draw us into the fire of his Sacred Heart to be consumed to become one with him. This is the gift of the path that God has given us for the church. I feel it is significant this year that the solemnity of the birth of John the Baptist is the day before the solemnity of the sacred heart. John the Baptist was a man after Jesus's own heart. Jesus said of him in Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, there has not appeared on earth a man born of woman greater than John the Baptist. Therefore, my family, coming to know John the Baptist through scripture teaches us what true devotion to the sacred heart is all about. In this teaching, we will compare the virtues of John the Baptist as a man after Jesus's own heart with the words of the Lord to our community love crucified and through us to the church. I am going tonight to share with you part one of this teaching. I can only get through half of it, I think. And next week, the second half. The first virtue that I'd like to speak about in John the Baptist is his faithfulness to his mission. John the Baptist was a minister of the word to prepare the hearts of people through repentance to accept Jesus as the Messiah. In Matthew chapter three, verse one through three, it says, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is who he was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, 
The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. I'm going to share with you some words from our Lord throughout the years where he has been speaking to us of our mission and also giving us his voice and asking us to be his voice in the world, in the wilderness. On January 17, 2011, the Lord said to us, I seek daughters and sons to be my instruments, to be my voice in the world, but I find very few willing to leave all to follow me, my community. John the Baptist gave everything. He gave his all to follow and complete the mission given to him by God. The Lord on January 24th, 2011 said, this is your mission, my daughter. You will be the voice in the desert crying out to my sons to lay down their lives as my martyrs for my bride, the church. I have a mission to receive the voice that God has been speaking to me and to first and foremost bring it to you. And through us as one heart in this community to the church. The Lord is asking us first and foremost to become his martyrs of love through our obedience to follow the path he has given us and through our martyrdom to help raise up a priesthood of men that truly live the victimhood dimension of their priesthood, laying down their lives for Christ's bride, the church. On July 15, 2011, the Lord said, you must be the voice in the wilderness preparing the path for my mother. You must extend the carpet of victim souls. Again, he tells us the voice. The wilderness is the world. Preparing the path for what? The reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary with the new Pentecost and the Eucharistic reign of Jesus. We have a specific mission to extend the red carpet of victim souls, especially of the mothers of the cross, as the means God wants to use to raise up a holy manhood, a holy priesthood 
to usher in the queen of heaven and earth. On August 10th, 2011, the Lord said to us, you must have the courage to proclaim my voice from the housetops. For you do not understand how short the time is. The time is at hand for my prophets to reveal themselves. Yes, proclaim my voice on your website. The Lord has called us to proclaim his voice. The voice that has been speaking to us for the church preparing for these times. We have worked extremely hard to bring that voice in our website, a work that we owe a great deal to our spiritual father, Father Jordy, who has worked endlessly, like so many of you, to share the path and bring the voice of the Lord to the church. And finally, in March of 16th of 2012, The Lord said, this morning, your God desires to make a promise to my family. This was from God, the father. You are my people because you have listened to the voice of your God and heeded my words. The Lord has shown us that he is pleased. That we are a very small community, his mustard seed of very ordinary men and women with the humility and docility of heart to listen to the voice of God as John the Baptist did and give our lives to proclaim this mission for the church. On April 30th, 2012, the Lord speaks of this mission He said to us, your mission is to raise up my victim souls for this decisive battle. If you do not respond to this desire of my sacred heart, you will have forsaken me. From the beginning, the Lord has asked us to help bring him more victim souls. This is not my mission, nor is it Father Jordy's mission, or either one of any of your mission. These words are powerful because it is the mission and the desire of the sacred heart of Jesus. If we truly want to live in the sacred heart of Jesus, as John the Baptist did, How can that be done if we are not faithful, like John the Baptist, to the mission of God's heart that he has given to us? It is impossible to be devoted to the sacred heart. On January 11th, 2018, the Lord said, my little one. You are preparing the way for my second coming. 
It is my hidden martyrs of love, crucified through me, with me, and in me, that will usher in the reign of my kingdom on earth. How beautiful. Just as John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jesus through a baptism of repentance, the Lord is asking us, as we are committed to being transformed as his little victim souls, to help prepare the way for his second coming. On June 12, 2012, the Lord says, My daughter, you will satisfy my thirst for your love as my spouse, as you lay down your life for the mission I have placed in your heart. This mission is my love for humanity, for each of you. This mission is my thirst in the depth of my sacred heart for unity and love. That is unity in the love of the most holy trinity. What powerful words as we enter the sacred feast of the sacred heart tomorrow. The thirst of the depth of the sacred heart is this mission. The thirst of Jesus Christ, the fire of love of the sacred heart is to bring us into the unity of the most holy trinity on earth and to its fulfillment in heaven. Our entire path that God has given us is the path from his feet into his sacred heart, into the embrace of the Father as one with the Holy Spirit. If we are going to be men and women that console the sacred heart, love the sacred heart, repair the sacred heart, we must love the mission he has given us. We must live focused as John the Baptist did for that one mission. John the Baptist wasn't involved in a ton of different apostolates. He was focused on the one mission God gave him. The same has to be with us. This mission has to be the fire of the Holy Spirit that consumes us. Then we're living true devotion to the sacred heart. On June 15, 2012, this is powerful. This was the feast of the sacred heart of Jesus. And the Lord gave us a powerful message on the Feast of the Sacred Heart years ago. I will only read to you the end. The Lord 
revealed to us one dead heart that he was holding. And then he said to us, these hearts I reveal to you tonight, this one dead heart represented many dead in sin will come back to life through the blood of my martyrs of love. Receive tonight on the feast of my sacred heart, these hearts. I asked the Lord, how my Lord do I receive them? He said, water these hearts with your tears of sorrow. Pray for them through the prayer of your pure suffering. Bless them with your kiss of love and anoint them with the graces of my Eucharist. It is the life of my victim souls that has the power to bring back to life the dead. My daughter, raise up many victims of love, for many will be lost during the time of great darkness. My community, do we believe that the mission that, that God has given us, that our lives truly lived in the hiddenness of his sacred heart in the Eucharist as victim souls has been given the power of God to raise up the dead, the dead souls in mortal sin. Do we live with the conviction of John the Baptist, with the zeal, in the most simple and beautiful way? He says to us, through the tears, the path has brought us through the grace of entering the pure pain of our sorrows, the sorrows of Christ. The Holy Spirit has awakened in us holy tears. The Lord has taught us that the most powerful prayer is the prayer of pure suffering because it is the prayer that is mostly united to his. Do we at every Eucharist, when the priest consecrates the host and raises up Jesus crucified in that host, the sacred heart burning with love, at that moment, do we unite the sacrifice of our life, our tears, and through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, enter that sacrifice to the Father, begging Ava Father to pour down that blood and tears upon the dead hearts, bringing them back to life. This is how we're called to live our mission, my community. And lastly, in this first section of the faithfulness of the mission, on September 17th, 2012, the Lord said to us, participate in the groans of my sacred heart. 
as you labor with the pains of bringing forth new life. One of the greatest gifts of the simple path the Lord has given us is to live consumed in the depth of his sacred heart, in his groans for humanity, for the transformation of every person into love. Have we entered the silence and the prayer more and more daily of living in the groans of the sacred heart? This is true devotion to the sacred heart. It's beyond a pious prayer. It is lived with every heartbeat at every moment of our lives. The second point I would like to make concerning the virtues of John the Baptist are his poverty, his life of mortification and sacrifice, and of simplicity. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 4, it says, Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather girdle around his waist, And his food was locust and wild honey. On March 25th, 2009, the Lord said, you, meaning all of us, love crucified, will bring them to the cross. They will enter through the gate of my holy mother, the passage I have prepared for them. This passage of self-denial, penance, and mortification will lead them into the abode of my precious heart. Do we live true devotion to the sacred heart knowing that without a life of self-denial, penance, and mortification, it is impossible to live in the sacred heart? The scriptures tell us, Jesus says, if you wish to follow me, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Self-denial, my community, is of the essence. We can't even enter and pick up our daily cross without self-denial. How powerful to see the life of John the Baptist. How he denied himself, how he mortified himself. And in this was so united to God and his mission. The Lord says to us, May 24th, 2010, speaking of his bronze wall, the missionaries of the cross. It is only through a life of penance and mortification that the flesh can be purified. Have we come to know the tendencies of our flesh? Have we come to mortify ourselves 
if we are too attached to food or alcohol or TV or way too much talking or gossiping, on and on. My beloved missionaries of the cross, you can never become the bronze wall without a life of serious mortification and penance. How many of our men, how many of our priests are willing to mortify any sexual impurities, disorders that they have? This is essential to true devotion in the sacred heart. And finally, in this section, the Lord said to us, August 2nd, 2013, believe in the power of your sorrows immersed in the sacred heart of my son. This one sentence reveals the simplicity of the heart, the sacred heart of Jesus, the simplicity of our mission, so simple. Yet for us, in our brokenness, it becomes so difficult. So simple. Believe in the power of your sorrows, immersed in the sacred heart of my son. I think that was our blessed mother. She's asking us to have faith in our motto, suffer all with me. No longer two, but one in my sacrifice of love. How simple. John the Baptist was so simple. He wasn't complicated. He was so immersed in the one thing God asked him to do. The last virtue I will mention tonight is humility of John the Baptist. In John chapter 3, verse 30, John says these powerful words. He must increase, meaning Jesus, while I must decrease. My community, the simple path into the sacred heart of Jesus brings us to decrease a death to self so that Christ increases in us. And we, like St. Paul, can say, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me, Galatians 2.20. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, it says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John the Baptist did not seek any glory for himself. 
He is detached from seeking affirmations. He is detached from wanting to be liked by everyone, wanted or noticed. John the Baptist was focused on God, on giving him all glory. In order for us to grow in this level of humility, to truly live consumed in the sacred heart of Jesus, we too have to allow God as he does in the first nail of crucifixion to purify us, to crucify our desires to be noticed, to be liked, to be affirmed, and to even seek the glory of God for ourselves. The Lord makes us so attentive to our hearts so that this purification can take place. This is true humility. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? How beautiful the humility of John, who knows his nothingness, and that Jesus is all. Do you know how easy it is in the world if anybody important comes to to seek our counsel (laughs) or to want to speak to us? John Paul II. (laughs) Anybody? It's so easy. Our egos are so great that immediately we desire and want to feel important. And yet, the humility of John the Baptist, no. He was able to to just give all glory to God. This is the humility that the Lord desires and is bringing us to. This is the humility of the fire of the Holy Spirit that purifies everything in us, bringing to death our egos so that we truly can be humble and glorify God. This first part, I'm going to end tonight with this one message focused on the sacred heart, which gave me a blessing when Father Ron read it to me today because I thought greatly of my community in Colombia. On October 16th, 2014, the Lord said, my little one, the hour has come in which those who have entered the safety of my sacred heart will be protected. My heart is the refuge during the time of the great tribulation. Many will seek protection from their governments, families, and communities. 
but only those souls who have responded and entered my refuge will be safe in the bosom of God. Prepare my little ones for the great storm is now upon you. My community, the Lord is not telling us that in the refuge of his sacred heart, we're going to be protected from suffering. He has made it very clear that we will all suffer. The Lord is saying we will be protected from despair. We will be protected through his peace and even joy. It's beautiful how he says his sacred heart is the refuge. And he says nothing else is going to bring us there. My community, we are seeing our governments collapsing. We that live in the United States through the Biden administration has seen and is watching daily the collapse of this entire country of the United States. Now in Colombia, you're starting a new government. One also of great darkness that's entering as it's entered our country. We're not going to have the support of the government. How many of us do not necessarily have the support of our families? How much suffering I heard during the pandemic of COVID of how many families separated, divided, over their stance on being vaccinated or not. I encourage you to remain faithful to the mission God has given us so that we truly as one heart, regardless of what country, regardless of what darkness, regardless of persecution, we can live in the peace of the sacred heart of Jesus. Next week, I will focus on faithfulness in a crisis of doubt through John the Baptist, obedience, and courage. So God bless you, my family. Thank you. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.